0: terms and conditions apply it's brand new season two
3: Follow the money. money. That's what I always say. You always follow the
4: money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN.
5: Can you believe it? It's here. DraftKings Sportsbook is live. Bet local with Boston's hometown book. New customers who sign up and bet $5 get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use promo code VSEN When you sign up, hello Nesson, hello Massachusetts, welcome aboard. Sign up, Vison, get that uh, bonus, and uh, you are in the game today, and I think this is going to be Ohio Part 2 with that rabid fan base, and they love their sports, passionate fans, and it's going to be a monster in
1: Massachusetts. It will be Ohio. You don't have to think that. You can say it. It's it's going to be Ohio Part 2. Yeah. Been a sleeping monster uh, for many, many years. Okay, uh, when we come back here on Monday, are we talking about Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform? Will it be done in the next 72 hours?
5: Uh, with him, no. But You know, you uh, know what's going to happen? I, I hope so, but the, the thing is, what, I know they're trying to figure out what the compensation is going to be, but the other thing you have to, go ahead, what was going to happen?
1: One o'clock Eastern Time Thursday, the first day of the dance. <laughs> okay, do that. That's sure. when it happens. Sure. The what Brady
5: pulled last year, but the Jets have to be careful because they're bidding against themselves. <laughs> yes, see, I mean that's, that's the other thing about we want you in the worst way, and we got to have you. And, and Woody Johnson going crazy, and but it's like, well, okay, well, the Packers don't want him though. Yeah. So be careful here. The yeah. other thing, how do you give up a first round pick for this guy when you see how much he makes and he's in his late thirties? When, oh, by the way, you might be able to get Lamar Jackson, who's 26 and won an an MVP for just another first-round pick. If you're going to give up one, if you give up two first-round, you get this guy. He's 26, and you know how long he's going to play. With Rodgers, it might be two years, and that's
1: it. Yeah, I I don't disagree. I I really don't. I mean, the, the, the Jets should absolutely be in the mix for Lamar Jackson, and yet they're not. How do you
5: not pick up the phone?
1: Diana Rossini from ESPN said, basically, if the Jets don't make this work, with Rodgers now. Right. If they don't land Aaron Rodgers at this point, it's a total failure. I, I mean, oh, they're, yeah? they're all sure. in on this sure. guy. Well, if they don't and get him,
5: you're, you're in Garoppolo territory.
1: And another thing, by the way, uh, Green Bay, I know you're trying to play, you know, Mr. Nice Guy here to Rodgers. Well, we want to respect him and it's whatever he wants to do. You can't. The, the Midwestern nice that you talked about, it, you, stop it act like you're a professional organization that would actually be in a major market for once. And then don't, if, if, if the Jets are going to outbid themselves and go all in on this guy, then don't settle. You cannot settle. Because that's what you've been doing for decades now with these quarterbacks that you've had. And you got to just, you, you got to get the right price now and make it work. So if you're going to get rid of the guy and they, if they come out of this thing with like a late second round pick, it's a disaster on their end. When, again, two or three years ago, they could have had three or four first-round picks from a a lot of
5: teams in the league. The the Jets are trying to get this done and hold on to a number one pick. They don't want to give up a first-round pick. But you also got to be careful. It's like, well, I'll give you this, I'll give you that. And where else is he going to go now? Yeah. Right? Right? Every Monday and Thursday, GM Shuffle, Michael Lombardi, also VEASAN host, does an excellent job. Subscribe and get that. Uh, he, He talked about... The offer sheet here with Lamar Jackson, and you don't necessarily have to give up number two, two number ones, excuse me, to get him. If you were the Atlanta Falcons or the Carolina Panthers, sitting in a division where we talked about on Monday, nobody is a world beater. Would you do the deal, or at least try to do a deal to sign Lamar to an offer sheet that's fully guaranteed?
3: no i I wouldn't want to get in the fully guaranteed business but i would i would try to if i were carolina i would definitely do it i think my defense is good i I play even though we play outdoors it's a fast track uh you know i think we got a good enough team defensively around them if i was interested in watson why would not i be interested in 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 lamar i mean it makes no sense right like how do you say that i mean lamar's better than watson in every area you know as a runner now he's been hurt the last two years i get that so you're concerned about durability, but the same with Atlanta. I, I think he's perfect for Arthur oh Arthur gosh, Smith's yeah. offense. I mean, he's perfect for it. I mean, they did it with Mariota last year. So, and you were in the Watson thing last year and you play in a dome and you, you know, you're guaranteed on carpet for nine games, at least every year. And then you got the Saints is 10 and you got a Carolina and, Atlanta, and Tampa. That's 11 that you're playing in perfect conditions most of the time. So like, why wouldn't they be interested? And then I, I would call the Costa on the phone and say, look, we're not going to pay two number ones. We would pay, you know, we're going to sign up an offer sheet. If you want to match what we're going to do, that's great. But, you know, we'll give you a one and a four and then we'll see what he says. See if they blink. See if they yeah. blink. There's no rule that says, you know, they have to do you have to give two number ones. That's if if you do it blindly, you have to give two number ones. But if you don't do it blindly, like say Miami signs them. Miami goes and calls DeCosta on the phone, says, "We'll give you our one and twenty-four. We'll give you our one and twenty-five. That's the deal." Okay? Then, then that that trade, then it's not an offer sheet. He signs his tender, and then then the trade happens. You follow me? Yeah. So it's almost like so. It- there's the, it's it's a, that's the ground that's the that's the ground well for a deal. And so there's no saying there's no rule that says unless he gets traded for two number ones he can't go. That's mm-hmm. not that's not the deal. So you have some negotiation. You have some plyway here. And so to me, but again, you need an agent who's joined with you at the hip to kind of say, okay, look, we want your player. Here's what we want to do. Let's do a deal. So we're going to do an offer sheet that we know they won't match and so that we can present it to them. Or let let me negotiate with Acosta first and come up with a deal, and then you and I can work out a deal. You follow me? Yep. Okay,
1: so I I mean – that That is the one hang-up, Pauly, for sure, right? For teams negotiating with Lamar Jackson, and that's what, what what they're doing. He doesn't have an agent. So, again, that's a negative there for Lamar. That's been hurting him here through this whole process. I understand how teams do not want to give him the fully contra- uh, fully guaranteed contract. I understand
5: right. that part. Right, right, right. But it's a whole other thing entirely to say, well, we're, we're, we're out and we're not even going to pick up the phone. Right. You know, it's ridiculous. And he's right about all these teams. There was a bidding war for Watson. But... Uh, as other people have said, too, they use the Houston Texan, the Texans example. But hey, I'll give you the number two pick in the draft, and then what else do you want, right? Yeah. Have, Lombardi laid it out beautifully there as well. So, yeah, if, if you're Carolina or Atlanta, it makes too much sense that you can go and do this. You'd be the favorites to win that division, I think. Yeah.
1: Oh, I, Carolina? I mean, the Saints? Come on. Oh, they'll, they'll go to odds on. Carolina would be, yes if you tell me right now that if I had inside information that Lamar Jackson is going to go to Carolina, I would empty my accounts on that team to, well, I wouldn't because it's too far out, but I would put a nice amount of change on uh, that team to win that division. We will ask you the question here, going back the last week or so, every time we discuss this, the feedback that we get email is FTM at com, Twitter FTM at um, sorry, at VEASAN live at Mitch Moss radio at Pauly Howard on Twitter. Every time we talk about this, I would say 90 plus percent of the reaction we get is people who do not like Lamar Jackson. What are we missing here? Like what, what's the biggest sticking point for you with this guy? We understand again, the fully guaranteed contract. We can agree with that. We're talking about like on the field. He's 26 years old. Uh, is it the fact that one of these teams would have to change their offense for the guy? Is that really like the be-all end-all? Like that could never happen anywhere else outside of Baltimore? I disagree with that. I think Atlanta could absolutely be a a team where it would make sense with the way Smith has run the offense for a couple of years in Atlanta. But I'm surprised that it's an overwhelming amount of negativity every time time we talk about Lamar Jackson. Again, 14-2. and They were the one seed. Bizarre. And people point out how the playoff game did not go well. Again, they had more than 500 yards of offense. It was the high leverage spots where Tennessee stopped them like in short yardage situations, which were, they were the kings of football that year, Baltimore was. And that tells you like, a team can, a team can have an off day shooting from three today. FYI, hello, that can happen. Happens in the NFL as well. I mean, but, I just, I don't, I don't if he, the NFC right now again, if, if a team in the NFC would think about this logically, and the right spot would land him. To your point about Carolina, the the only quarterback I would argue at this point who would be better in the NFC than him would be Jalen Hurts. At this point, is Matthew Stafford better than Lamar Jackson? I'm going to lean no. Jared Goff, awesome last year. Better than Lamar? Mm, probably not. No. And then you get into Dak. This is assuming Aaron Rodgers goes to the AFC. And you're getting into like Dak territory, Cousins, Carr, Purdy, Geno, Danny Dimes. He, he is so much better than Kyler Murray and that ridiculous contract the Cardinals gave him. 230 million.
5: 190 uh, guaranteed. He's under 500. Danny Dimes just got 160 million. As Lombardi said, no. Lombardi said they, paid, they, they, they overpaid for good. I don't even think J- Jones yeah. is good. He had 15 touchdown passes. He's 46 and 19. They haven't spent money on the offense, and they haven't got him major weapons or good weapons at the wide receiver position. And he's a 26-year-old winning an MVP, former MVP. And, and what just, what, Murray, I, can, I cannot believe this. No, I mean, he And it, to call. me, it's blatant
1: collusion what's going on right now. Oh, that, there's, there's no doubt. Again, it took 15 minutes for all these teams to say, no interest. Oh, really? You, you, I mean, it was, they were waiting to press send. Right, they could not wait until the the Ravens put the non-exclusive on him to press send. Tell everybody, we do uh, I mean, and again, people thought that Carolina punted on the season. Their running game got better once yes, they traded did. McCaffrey. Yes, their defense is very good. They have weapons to throw the ball to. I'd be a little bit concerned with the first year coach for sure. That's always got to be something you put into this. But there are spots across this sport where if that guy would go to the to the right one, oh boy, the to me. The limit would be, I mean, they could go to the moon with this guy. And I think you like him more than I do. Yes.
5: Yes. That doesn't make any sense. It, it was outrageous what happened earlier in the week. It's outrageous. Yeah. You're not even going to pick the phone up and call? What are you doing? I mean, all these guys getting together and just saying, well, we're going to teach them a lesson, even though we lined up, uh, teams were uh, several teams were after Deshaun Watson, but we're going to say, well, we cannot do this with the full and fully guaranteed contracts. Yep. Well, so let's go. Pick up the phone. Mm. though. Let's negotiate. Get so something done here.
1: Up next, we'll run down uh, more of today's college basketball betting card. Semi-final dogs in this conference are 11-3 and 3 ATS since 2015. We'll tell you which conference. Coming up on Follow the Money, it's v the Sports Betting Network.
0: And I look forward to
3: getting on the air.
4: I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
1: This is Follow the Money on vSENG.
5: Welcome back. Become a Visa Pro subscriber today. Get everything you need to bet the Madness for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, we'll go over every game and every round. You get the best bets, the betting guide, feature on every team. Sign up today, get the betting guide, plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the turning. only $19. VEASAN.com slash subscribe.
1: Some reaction on Lamar Jackson before we get into today's card. This is from a Chaotic Commentary on Twitter. Put Lamar on the 49ers. We brought that up yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Bill says he roots for Lamar because he was told by many coming out of college he needed to switch to wide receiver. That I And he true. proved them wrong. Right. Then Scott says, who? Name names. And I responded and I told him on Twitter I asked him, you don't recall? That was a very common theme with Lamar Jackson. In fact, watching the NFL Combine this weekend, NFL Network reminded us Lamar Jackson did not run the 40 because too many people wanted him to, to play wide receiver. That was that was the reason why he did not run the 40 at the Combine. Uh, John says, maybe Lamar is just not a good locker room guy. Where there's smoke, there's fire.
5: All, I fire, all I've heard is his teammates like him. Yeah. Now, it's, it's, we know it's ugly between the two, but that's over money and, and not getting the deal done. And I
1: feel he's getting disrespected here. Nelson but. says, I don't think it's so much collusion with Lamar. I think it's the idea there's four quarterbacks that could go in the top ten. If this year's quarterback class was last year's quarterback class, there would be a bidding war for Lamar. There might be something to that, because last year's quarterback class was much weaker on paper than this year that's so crazy though he's an mvp i know i understand this this never happens no it doesn't
5: an mvp is available at 26 years old Mm -hmm. you can have him and it's not an astronomical ask you can get him for less than watson and wilson
1: yeah come on guys do you agree that uh with what lombardi said we just played the audio from the gm shuffle podcast 10 minutes ago that lamar is better than watson in almost every aspect yes yes I want to give Watson one more year, because Watson was a top-five quarterback at yeah. one point. Well, he he's was throwing also, the football. Yeah,
5: I know. You can't
1: put all of it on the quarterback, but he was on a team. It was last year they won four games, though, yeah. Uh Tom says you cannot give up that kind of a haul, fully guaranteed money and two first-round picks. I, 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 again, I agree with the fully guaranteed contract. If if we could all go back in time you know, and have the Browns do that one over, talk some sense into them, I mean, that just destroyed everything for everybody, the fully guaranteed contract.
5: Yeah, yeah but, he, changed but, everything. but he needs to get more money than Kyler Murray, for yeah. God's sakes, yeah. who's accomplished nothing in this league. Nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said earlier in the week, they've done nothing. Uh, they, all they've done is help him out with toys oh, absolutely, and more weapons. Paul. The opposite of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but that's, again, why you got to pick up the phone and say, you know, where are we at here? Can we make this work? Talk turkey.
1: Yes, Okay, so college basketball today, games on the betting board in the Big East. And uh, this, the semifinals here now, man, they could be really something else.
5: I was really pulling for DePaul. That would have been a good story. They had a big lead, and uh, good job by Sean Miller. Xavier came back to win. But that would have been, it's fun to see a bid thief and someone come out of nowhere, especially someone who had a regular season like this with DePaul. But you're right, these are good. It's going to be a ton of UConn fans. I love what Jay Wright said. He compared this basketball in the Northeast and that area to football in the SEC. These basketball fans show up and they stay. You know, you, you get a mark, you get a, uh, a, a UConn fan, they'll stay for the second game. They'll stay and they'll watch these games. Right, and it's part. You get people just from the New York area too who want to get tickets to the Big East
1: tournament every year. So both these games are lined at three and a half. Right now at DraftKings, UConn's laying three and a half against Marquette. There are some threes out there. Uh, I did see it touch four yesterday at a couple of spots. And Creighton's laying three and a half against Xavier. Big East semifinal dogs going back. Only six and eight straight up, but 11 and three ATS since 2015. All those numbers courtesy of Steve Mackinan yeah. on the website com. It took UConn. You, you played it yep. today against Marquette? Mar- I,
5: Mar- I, I'm not impressed with Marquette the last couple games. Uh, And Marquette is hot, though. They've won 12 of 13, but guess what? The loss was UConn, and they beat them handily. So I also like that UConn had a big lead and then took it easy, relaxed a little bit. Providence got back in the game, but then they still won by seven.
1: Yeah, so so I'm not going to bet anything in that game. I have UConn on outrights at uh, around plus 220 to win the Big East, so I just need them to win that game, and hopefully they can march on to the title game. In the Big 12, Kansas lane four and a half against Iowa State. Total is 130. This should be an electric atmosphere As we saw again yesterday, right? Jayhawks fans, they show up like nobody's business. Same thing with the Cyclones, though. Uh, They're huge in this area. And four and a half points. uh, Kansas, arguably the best team in the country. Yep. And they were just way too much for West Virginia yesterday. Playing inspired basketball as they lost their head coach, Bill Self, for the tournament anyway. For this tournament.
5: And probably the number one overall seed as well. But this, this one's tough, and Iowa State has done so well in this tournament going back for years. Uh, tough handicap with the self-situation. Yep. But they were impressive yesterday. Uh, I have no opinion on this game.
1: Yeah, I, I had Iowa State yesterday. Mike Palm talked me into, into it, and that was a good bet by him. And I, I have nothing as of right now. In the other game tonight, this is uh, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific, Texas laying two and a half against TCU, total of 147. I thought both teams were really good yesterday. Uh I thought Texas could have been maybe in a fight with Oklahoma State. Didn't happen. And I was on the wrong side in K-State because, uh, again, out to that early lead against TCU, didn't matter. That lasted for about 30 seconds. And TCU, just they were the better team last night, and they won by 13. Any opinion on this game? I think there'll be points scored. Okay.
5: I will go over the total in this game.
1: Okay. 147. Uh, ACC, you like Duke.
5: I'm surprised the number was so
1: short. I I like the, uh, well, the the total in that game. That opened up. Okay. I want to get this right. Uh, No, it's right around the number, 145. I just, I think there's going to be, I don't, Miami plays in a lot of high-scoring games. And I know it was one game, but Duke's offense yesterday, they were awesome. And sometimes that can continue. That can be a thing for these tournaments, right? Playing back. That's why I don't like what you said earlier with the a 10 They play, then take a day off. I'd rather have every single one of these teams play every single day. Yeah.
5: Back up a second, Kansas is one eight of nine, but they lost by fifteen uh, at Iowa State. But uh, yeah. this, I I think Duke is Duke's hot, and Miami can play the disrespect card from a seating standpoint, and also what they accomplished in the regular season, and if you want to even use the point spread too. Uh, but they they were that was not pretty yesterday, missing free throws and, and blowing the lead and couldn't put away Wake. So good game, but I like I like the Dukies in this one, and why? But the other the other game's fascinating. Clemson still isn't in, I don't think. All right now, the Clemson got everything went their way yesterday. They won, and everyone else, a, a lot of teams around them lost. Arizona State did win, Utah State did win, but the North Carolina game, uh, uh, Nevada got beat, Michigan embarrassed themselves. So does Clemson have another great performance in them after they dismantled NC State?
1: Yeah. Is and by the way, in the SEC today, is it too easy just to look at the dog in every one of these games? Because Miss State... Well, they all jump out at you, though. Oh, every was, single one I, you know, of
5: them. You have to. To me, you have to take
1: Miss State. Alabama's got to prove it to you. Yeah. They have to. They haven't done it in four games. Yeah, and the not, slow starts. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and the, the other two, uh, it, Kentucky just played Vanderbilt. Now, here's the thing. I, I would tell you that Kentucky has played their two best games of the year in their last three games overall. Well, the third game, it was Vandy, sandwiched in between uh-huh. Kentucky's performance against Auburn and also against uh, Arkansas. Where they were outstanding in both games. Now you could say let down spot, whatever. I don't care. Vandy went to Rupp, senior night, for Kentucky, and they were the better team. And Stackhouse has done. He was what co-coach of the year in the SEC. Kentucky was just laying ten at home, lost outright. This was seven and a half earlier. Kentucky's now down to seven. It's another spot where I think could be too many points. Mm-hmm. And the I know it's it's basically a pick 'em. And we talked to our buddy Matt Humans about an hour ago. He made the case for Arkansas plus one. I'm with him. I'm already on Arkansas outrights to win this. I have actually a couple teams to win the SEC at this long shot. So we'll see how that plays out. But Arkansas plus one against Texas A&M—that's
5: a good game. A&M is hot too. They've won
1: eight of nine. That's a that's a great coaching. Two good coaches here. Actually, if I could if I could only watch one tournament today, it'd probably be the SEC. First, you're getting four games, so that helps. Second, I think it's wide open. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and Arkansas, they were fantastic. I thought another technical was going to get me. The kid gets, you know, the whistle blows for a technical. <laughs> All of a sudden, Arkansas's, you know, double-digit lead is down to like two. I'm like, oh boy. They opened up pick, moved to three, controlled pretty much the entire game. And A&M now on this rest, playing for the first time against Arkansas, who, who look pretty good. And you know this about Arkansas. And they can't shoot a lick. They're not good from downtown. But if that team could somehow have some positive regression, they, they have so much athleticism, it's crazy. Every time you watch this team play, it's like, how do they lose games? Oh, that's right, they can't shoot the ball. But if they were ever to get hot and shoot the ball well, they they can beat anybody. They can win the whole thing. They're that good. And the other one is uh, Tennessee catch, uh, Lane, about six against Missouri. That seems high. I, that's... Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, every Man dog just dog. looks too appealing today
5: it's like if tennessee can put it together back to back to back games okay or back to back whatever but that's that that's another one they got to prove it to me
1: yep rex Byers is the head of wagering at play up usa sportsbook he's very good when it comes to power rating college basketball he's joining the show coming up next you're going to get some perspective from a bookmaker's point of view here on follow the money it's v the sports betting network
5: BetRivers Online book the place to be. Going up to ten thousand in bonus money by playing their exclusive squares. Place a qualifying bet, get a square on the house. If the numbers match, the final score you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, bonuses, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available. BetRiversSquares.com.
1: Rex Byers joins the program now. He is the head of wagering at PlayUp USA, the sports book available in a handful of states he's also in the friday night college basketball betting contest and he's great when it comes to making numbers in college basketball good morning rex how are you today
6: hey guys what's going on i thought we were going to talk some world baseball classic switching to basketball
1: maybe next week or maybe not maybe not um so you've been doing this for a long long time and you've been uh at it at a bunch of different spots as well can you take like our audience through what it's like coming up with numbers getting them up as soon as possible? and how, what's going on in the market this time of year with so many games up, and then when and how we're going to eventually know what the numbers are going to be on these games?
6: You know, it's interesting. At this time of morning, based on what's going on Eastern, you've seen enough stuff. I've been up for the last 45 minutes or so doing a little bit of prep, and there's been enough movement in the market that, for the most part, this, the numbers have sort of flattened themselves out. But this time of year is always fascinating because, yes, I mean, uh, the, the, the goal is, is for me as a bookmaker is so I want to get to the number as quickly as possible. So the way to do that is get it up as soon as the matchup is done. Now, last year I was at the Westgate mm-hmm. my last couple of weeks before I started this position and uh, was able to work with Ed Sammons on uh, openers. And, you know, if you remember, I think you guys had Brad Powers on last year glowing about how he had the – what was it uh, – Middle Tennessee State and UAB or something that he he took two and he should have been laying two and the game goes to seven and it goes to all these overtimes and could have went either way, but that was that was us. I mean, we opened the line and that was one of my last jobs at the Westgate was opening that line and I opened the wrong line. I'd already put in my notice to John Murray and I'm going, This is great. I put in my notice, they could let me go at any time, they could say we can do this on our own, and then you put up the wrong wrong paper. So <laughs> on that game, it goes to seven. The other teams went on the court. So I could actually beat him out of his money on the worst worst first bad bet and then it goes they were up 11 if you remember in in overtime Uh and they got a dunk technical foul and the game ends up falling like five so like some of the people that got the early numbers or the bad numbers win and then the guys that laid the six and the seven at the end lost but that's just goes to show if you get it up early at least you can write all the action that you need to so. Brad Powers and his dime or two dimes that he won wasn't a big drop in the bucket in the end because we were able to write bets against it the whole time. And I guess I say if you want to follow that up, an example for this year I'm going to say is UConn and Marquette. The game got over yesterday at 2.15 Pacific time, give or take. So at 2.45 last year, we'd have had that game up. Now, this year, for whatever reason, nobody in the world had it up until 545. Uh-huh. Now, that's three hours. Not a huge deal in the grand scheme of things, but if you get it up earlier, you can get some business written to the game. And and preferably, if you can have it to a number that you want overnight, it makes things much easier when you wake up the next morning You look at the screen and say, okay, we've gotten a couple bets on both sides here. Now let's rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And and to be fair, this time of year, you got 30-game sample size. The number's not going to vary a
1: whole lot. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because – and we've had some examples right. of – You know, a three-point line move. Look at Arkansas last night. Open pick, went to three, and eventually uh, that's where it landed. Uh, I would ask you, uh, as a follow-up to what you said about UConn and Marquette, with the Duke-Miami game, and now you have four months of data, right, to go on. Miami, lucky to survive yesterday. Duke, phenomenal. Maybe their best performance of the entire year. Does that factor into it at all? Does anything change whatsoever? Or because of the four-month sample size, your numbers are rock solid right now, and that number had to be like Duke two, two and a half.
6: Yeah, the biggest thing is you don't ever want to react to what happens in one day, especially because, you know, if the, the public bettors like to do that some, but the bottom line is the wise guys aren't going to let you get away with it. Mm-hmm. If you try to overreact, Duke, to what happened yesterday and put a tax on them, they'll hammer you on Miami. And the last thing you want to do is write your first bet on what you perceive to be probably the sharp side. Now, that being said, I can't could never recommend Miami at less than three. So, you know, even though I think that Miami can win the game, the number to me seems pretty pretty tight, two, two and a half. And if, if it goes up from there – and it's it kind of sad to say it. Like, people say, who do you like? And they, they've asked me this for 20 years. Like, what do you like in this game? And and it's been the last 10 to 12 since I've really understood the value of numbers where it's they're so good this time of year where it's like I don't like a side. I either would take four with Miami or I would lay two with Duke if i had a gun to my head so mm-hmm. it just goes to show that's how tight these things are this time of year it, it can go either way sometimes there's blowouts when games are close to a pick them uh, i thought yesterday was fascinating the the early movement that you talked about uh they all got there duke arkansas and kansas all got there uh there was one loser i think it was mississippi state against florida uh got bet up and then they only got there by one in overtime so you know a lot of this early movement and the overnight movement's been good but that that, that 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 can change from day to day so you know, we'll see what happens. Another full board, thirty-two games today, plus the uh, the extras. So yeah, be fun. How
5: Great did day. you uh, how do you guard against uh, arbitrage or maybe a, a a head fake coming in? And what how many guys respected guys have to pop a game before you decide to move it with the early overnights?
6: Uh, it, it depends on who the players are i mean there are guys that i know that go out of their way they, they can get more money offshore and per head accounts than they can in town so they'll uh-huh. purposely bet numbers they'll purposely bet the number the wrong way in town right. and if it's somebody that they, that's respected in town the offshore place follows them on the screen they can get a lot they can get down for a lot more at the other side so there's places that literally if you have a good line and respected line on the on the Don best screen and people follow that or people pay attention to what's going on then you're much more apt to get hit if your limits are not that high on a fake. Because, you know, the bottom line is they want you to go. They want that market to go. And if that, they can make that happen, then it's much easier to get a better price. And the earlier they do it, obviously, the less it costs them. You know, the limits are lower at this point. It's just now coming to be the time of day where people are taking the circles off and ready to start taking full limits pretty much now for the rest of the way.
1: Yeah. Are you seeing any movement right now that's uh, maybe catching your eye that you found surprising this morning?
6: Uh, not necessarily a bunch. I mean, I think that Iona got hit a little bit against Niagara. That's gone from 14, 14 and a half. I think that the dog's probably right in that game just from looking at it. And, uh, Indiana, Maryland was painted pick and it's starting to go to one on the bottom, Indiana, the favorite. I like Indiana myself, but based on the, the movement that I'm seeing, just if I know how to read this thing right, and I'm pretty sure that I do, it looks like Maryland might be the right side in that game.
1: Maryland might be the right side. Might well. be
6: there, I like the other side myself, but just saying that it's gone from pick to one in a lot of places offshore in the last few minutes. And I, I, like I said, just seeing how it's going, the places that are moving it, yeah. it's it's way too early to tell for sure. And, you know, in the next hour or so, it'll, it'll things will really clear themselves out and you'll have your touts releasing plays and stuff like that. But I think that it, just looking at it right now, it looks like Maryland's probably right.
1: All right. It's funny because uh, Matt Humans was on the show earlier. Matt's very good in the Big Ten, as you know. He made Indiana four today.
6: I, I like his price. I actually meant it two and a half, and like I said, that's, that's I thought maybe three would be right. Uh, you know, it's semi-home court. Indiana's always going to travel well, but I, I'm a big proponent of these teams that, that play a game the night before against the teams that have not played yet, especially when it's only one yeah. game and the line's very close to a pick'em. those are always plays. I don't even bet the first half's almost ever, but this time of year there's always good spots for it. Now, I, I was I was on Twitter the other day trying to debate whether, okay, should it be a half-and-half half or should it be 70-30 or how do you want to do it? But, you know, sometimes it works out for you. I think there's an A-10 game that I had the other day that it did, and then there's another times where it just doesn't. I mean, there's a team, I think it was LaSalle was not covering at halftime, but they won the game outright as a decent dog two days ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it could go either way. And like I said, these, these, it, 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 it's fascinating, but I do like the first halves the teams that have played today and especially the ones that are playing with kind of either house money one or that are already in the tournament, the ones that are on the bubble, a little bit more nervous, you know, not, not so sure. Tighter. State. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's it, because honestly you, I don't think you could just blindly do that with every team, right. That already played once against a team that hasn't, I think you got to pick your spots that make some sense to you. I don't know. I could be wrong on that. Uh, but a, a spot that I thought it was, was maybe Penn state today because they played last night Northwestern didn't, but now we're seeing this move as well. Open up pick, and the Cats are about one-and-a-half-point favorites. Are you going to factor anything in here? Because it, and Pat Fitzgerald, who's the coach of the Northwestern football team, tweeted this out like, this is going to be awesome today for this environment. Do you put any like home-court advantage factor in here for Northwestern today?
6: Uh, you know, good point, but how, I mean, think about what you just said. I mean, how many times in the history of the big 10 tournament has Northwestern ever been given any sort of an advantage for crowd? I mean, I, they'll have fans there. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I would say Northwestern can't get, can't get too much for that. And again, whatever you want to give them, give it right back to Penn state for having the advantage of played a game last night, having it in their pocket, probably given the, the trouble from all the other bubble teams yesterday, probably played themselves into the tournament mm-hmm. as long as they don't go out there and stub their toe today and lose by 20 or something.
1: Yeah. Um, anything else catching your eye early on? You mentioned again that Duke Miami game. What you would do there? Two with Duke or maybe four with Miami? Uh, the Kansas Iowa State game tonight is going to be awesome. Kansas was very good. So so are the Cyclones. Is that a rock solid number in your opinion? Four and a half for Kansas
6: strong as it gets i mean the only the argument for iowa state in terms of that price is that there's no self and he's certainly worth something i mean let's face it they came back with virtually nothing of what they had from last year's championship team and they still are going to be the overall number one seed that is extremely strong and in that conference really strong but it, you know that's 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 like hilton south playing down there and sure. you know it's they'll have a 50 50 split of fans in that game i i would only have the dog but i'd sure like to have five more than four and a half okay
1: rex one more we got like 30 seconds here UCLA could have lost the game and somehow they covered nine, a horrible beat. What do you think of that injury, though, uh, from this point moving forward for the Bruins?
6: I'm not going to say anything. I'm not splitting the atom here. You you guys have covered this all. I mean, the bottom line is that guy being out. You you take away one of their better scores. You take away the best defender. I I can't make a case for them going very far. The coach does a hell of a job and they'll they'll be competitive and they may win this tournament. But getting out, I would say getting out of the first weekend next, next after the, the next tournament would be a pretty good accomplishment at this point, given the fact that they, they just they don't have a lot of size, especially perimeter size. I mean, a, a team that could have good guards that could take the ball to the hole and can put them at a serious disadvantage, and it will happen. This tournament has too many good teams.
1: Yeah, it will happen. You can follow Rex on Twitter. He is at Rex underscore Byers. He is the head of wagering at PlayUp USA Sportsbooks. Great perspective today, Rex. Thanks for the time. Good luck in the uh, Friday night betting contest tonight.
6: Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Yeah, be good,
1: good job. Thank You, you. too. Uh, more college basketball coming up next. As uh, when totals are below 129 points in this conference, the over 13, five and one.
0: Terms and conditions apply.
2: Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels.
0: And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to
4: the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
1: This is Follow the Money on VSAN.
5: DraftKings Casino brings you a new era of your favorite games, blackjack, roulette, slots, and live dealer table games. This week they paid out some huge wins as always. A player bet $4 and won uh, $91,000 on Mercy of the Gods. Another player bet $5 and won $29,000 on Assassin Moon. Download the app. New customers get a deposit match up to $2,000. Download the DraftKings Casino app and use code VEASAN. VEASAN. To claim this offer, good discussion, good job by Rex Buyers. Oh yeah, uh, several points. Like number one, while the numbers rock solid, this power ratings are going to stay the same. This is we got four months on this. Like, what if Ohio State keeps winning games? Sure, we also have to factor in fatigue too. Yeah, oh yeah, because they're playing every single day. But if they keep winning games and cashing tickets uh, as dogs, the other one, I'll give you one two here with the Conference USA semis, which start early. The markets love UAB, Allen Boston. Pro sports better. Loves UAB. UAB was swept by North Texas. North Texas uh, is lane one in the game. And UAB is one twelve 12 of 13. Are you
1: saying that the he loves loss, UAB to win the tournament or today?
5: No, he loves them uh, overall. In general. And he
1: loves this conference.
5: Okay, Remember, gotcha. he thinks Florida Atlantic would have a winning record in the Big Ten. and thinks yeah. this is the best mid-major conference. Yeah. This league always wins games in the tournament with horrible seeds. The opposite of the Mountain West. Yeah. But... You also have uh, UAB took money yesterday. Big move on UAB, and they got their uh, blowout. So here, down to pick now at some at DraftKings. They've been swept, but look at their power rating and their record, and they're in this great run, the only loss with North Texas, yet we're seeing pick. And then, what if they match up with Florida Atlantic in the championship game tomorrow? Like, Florida Atlantic is on the 8-9 line. I don't want to be there. Get me off that 8-9 line. So that's the motivation, too, of I'm already in. That's more so with the coaches, too, but the 8-9. But as a player, I'm already in.
1: UAB needs it. Also, would you give UAB an edge in that game? I I would say, just based on what you said with Florida Atlantic, if they're on the 8-9 line, it would be easier for that team to drop to a 10 than to get up to a 7, in my opinion. Yeah. So then, but they're not going to also go out there and lose the game because of that reason. It would never that would not happen that would never be a factor here no. obviously so interesting okay all right that'd be more so the coaches though about
5: eh, I don't know if I want to be in the eight nine line and maybe do something with a substitution but the kids still you want to the kids in the back of their mind know they're already in and they hear this stuff and they read it and they and UAB would only way
1: only way to get in is uh, get the no. automatic bid and win out this is from Steve Mackinnon beeson.com power six trends this week in the Big Ten, when games have a total of 129 points or fewer, over 13, 5, and 1, 72.2% in the Big Ten tournament. And that uh, Purdue Rutgers game today is lined at 128. Now. Another good point he made. It, it would just be. Sorry. No, sorry. It, the reasoning no. behind this, again, and, and trends don't pay the rent, but I mean, these are great numbers historically. Uh-huh. Uh, again, what teams could be close. Um they don't want their seasons to end. Rutgers, for example, are they in the tournament? Potentially, maybe not. If they're I say down, so now. if they're down by seven, final couple of minutes, maybe it turns into a foul game, and they want Purdue to make their free throws, and then those games go over the total when they're small like that.
5: Did Rutgers win the game or did Michigan lose it? Oh, I, Michigan lost the game. I, I they, what
1: one basket in nineteen minutes. I can't they had a remember three point halftime lead. When's the last time that happened <laughs> in yeah. Division One with a Power Six team? That doesn't happen, right? Uh, what were you gonna say? And one seat on the line for Purdue too,
5: so that's all that's in play, which might seem like a big point spread, but well, I like, mean you know, Rutgers did nothing special. I would I would say Rutgers is safely in now, after getting that win and chaos around them. And then forget about your power ratings; go so more on instincts and numbers. You want to go against Ohio State right now? How well they're playing? And I know you you got to worry about Izzo, in,
1: in this time of year, but. Buckeyes are hot. That number opened up Sparty three and a half. It's now four at mo- most spots, four and a half at, at others. So money did come in on the Spartans. And I think, you know, so does that number adjust at this point with Ohio state a little bit because of their last two wins and are people betting against it? Thinking that, you know, this is just going to run out and Michigan state's clearly a better team here. And hence maybe a little bit of a move on that team. Hmm. Mm. What do you think about Houston today? Oh my God! Mike, so they're, they're twenty-two point favorite. It's it's going oh. up, by the way. They're a twenty-three yeah. point favorite. Oh, an open twenty. How about that? Oh God! I like. Watch
5: out for Memphis. I think Memphis. Oh, they're they're playing good basketball. Yes, they split with UCF, and that's a short number. Uh, one of the games was high scoring as well, but uh, they have dudes. They have athletes, so that could be one. Remember what they did to Gonzaga last year? They blew that big lead. In the second round, almost shocked the Zags. So I could see Memphis making a
1: run here and uh, giving Houston all they could handle in the championship game. Yeah, I, I will say this. They're plus 450 at DraftKings to win this tournament. If we get Memphis and Houston in the title game, what do you think Houston is on the money line? Now Memphis has to get there first. But you'll be holding a pretty nice money line ticket mm-hmm. on Memphis at that point, and they are—they're a team that can absolutely play with Houston. Yeah, just played. Just yeah.
5: played. It was a good game. I want to ask you about Utah Valley and your ticket, because everyone I talked to says Utah Valley much the best in the whack, and they were as low as two to one to win it, and they were the two seed. But then you look at the point spreads, and they're small favorites in these games.
1: Yeah, and I think money came against them last night, did it not? With Tarleton? Yeah. State, I think they took some money, if I recall correctly, on that game. I mean, look at this—they're two and a half against Southern Utah,
5: yet they were as low as two to one to win the damn tournament. And here they're in the semifinals and they're laying two and a
1: yeah, half. Yeah, this is—I uh, have them again at uh to win. It's a—it's a small number. What was it, plus two twenty? Yeah, I think they popped at plus two forty yesterday. We brought that up briefly. This is a number where—and uh, I'm not doing this with yukon because they have UConn. I'm not going to bet them against Marquette. I could actually see, see myself adding more on Utah Valley today, to, maybe just to win this game on the money line. They're, they're a better team than Southern Utah. And I think that this number yep. might... Yeah, you're right. I mean, why is it so small? But as we talk to Rex Byers this time of year, the numbers are going to be pretty rock solid across the board. Yep. There's four late games. There's four games that go after uh, 8.30 Pacific. And the
5: late game, 9, a.m., or 9 p.m. out here, is Boise State and Utah State. I think Utah State has done enough to get in now. Utah State's won 10 of 12. Utah State is favored, even though Boise's the better seed. They played a week ago. Utah State beat them by 13. And mm-hmm. Boise State is off the overtime game, too. At the be-all, end-all. No, no, I know. But, but still, Boise State. And they, were, uh, they are streaky, man. They bomb away. So, I mean, they look unbelievable in the first half against UNLV and at 50 points. And next thing you know, they couldn't do a, make a damn shot, and they blow a 20-point lead uh, against a
1: bad club. Yeah, so I will point out that uh, this conference tournament so far has been pretty awesome. The Mountain West. Very good. Uh, San Diego State is... Extremely fortunate to survive that game They were losing with 90 seconds. I would say probably should have lost that game. Yeah. Uh, And then what happened yesterday with, you know, as you just mentioned, Boise State blowing that big lead. UNLV taking them the overtime. There was another game. um, You talked about it. It just, Ohio State against um, Iowa last night. Did you, the end of that game, how chaotic that was? The the referees all of a sudden decided not to, they got away with two blatant fouls. Yeah. In the final, whatever it was, 30 seconds of that game, where they absolutely, every single time that happens, what oh, guys were flying all over the place, basically like involuntarily kicking the Iowa players. Nothing was called. They let them play the entire time, and I thought they were two blatant calls that could have gone against Ohio State that they got away with. So, I think they were also the better team yesterday mm-hmm. in that game mm-hmm. from watching it. Yeah,
5: the other late game in the Pac-12 is Arizona-Arizona State. Up to eight now. Just played Arizona State shocked them with the half court buzzer beater. But I, this I, don't, is not... I, don't,
1: I don't want to bet against Arizona. Really? No, I don't. I, I know what just happened, and uh, I watched that game. And Arizona State was right there with them. I this this team. I, I don't know what's going to happen next week because they were loaded last year to the gills. Yes, and they went out early. There, it's the same thing. But they, they that team can score a hundred tonight. So I don't. I don't. They can be a buzzsaw when they put it together. Their a game is absolutely scary as hell. All right. So I I can't I'm not going to be on ASU. All right, I got to take
5: this. I took the six with Oregon in the first semifinal. It's I mean yes they won by 11 but they were down one with five minutes and it was a 31 to 11 free throw disparity. And this guy is awesome and Altman's won 10 in a row in the tournament out here. That yeah. is a great that's a All great right. stat. They've won 10 straight uh, Pac 12 tournament games. They blew an 18 point lead yesterday, but. I just think, give me, give me six, Alec. I like to win the game. No, they know I know what's I, on the line. Yeah, they, they might. I would actually
1: consider Oregon in the first half as well. I'll co-sign that. Yeah.
5: Yes, it's good. 8 a.m. again till uh, almost midnight with the games. The, the, Semifinals. The the night session is so good. Very important. Beginning at seven o'clock Eastern. And the energy in the building. I mean, the Big East atmosphere is going to be great tonight. Phenomenal. And now you see people from out of town getting coming in from. Uh, Get the Mountain West Tournament, too. And with the show with San Diego State. Yep. Yep. All
1: right, follow the money here on VEASAN, the sports betting network coming up in the next hour. Uh, We have our in-pocket plays for today. Jared Carabas is going to join the program with DraftKings and also the Baseball's Dead podcast. Great baseball mind to talk to. And up next, potential compensation for Aaron Rodgers. Hear it for yourself from Michael Lombardi.